Hey everybody, uh, we are going to make this a little bit of a double episode. Uh, we recorded one and realized we didn't have quite enough material, so I wanted to include it with another one. Uh, we actually kind of talked about it during the, the first episode, so I uh, hope you enjoy this little double episode. Thanks. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Sports Arguments with Group Chats. Today, on with me again, my brother Curtis. Hey. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the lesser of the two big changes to the MLB this year, uh, the banning of the shift, which I thought when that came out that, oh, the shift was gone, that that was going to be the storyline of the season. Like, oh, my God, look at all these hits that weren't hits a year ago. And it's really, really taken a backseat to the pitch clock. Uh, we're going to hit we're going to touch on that on another episode, but I felt like this one deserved its own episode first. So um, I personally I was watching a game the other day. And I saw like a normal, what you would call a normal baseball alignment. A guy standing at shortstop, a guy standing at second base, a guy standing at third, and a guy standing at first. And it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and like, uh, it just looked like baseball again, which has made me so happy. I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but. I, I like making sure the guy's on the other side of the bag. I mean, I don't, I don't mind them shifting close to second base or if it's a uh, second baseman close to the, the base the other way. Um, I think it looked a little silly when you got uh, a guy in shallow left or right field. You got two guys on the grass. They But they have also started making uh, minor adjustments where, like, you bring an, an outfielder in and then shift a guy up over top of them. So they, I, I thought that was cheese. There's been, like, I think one or two ball clubs that have just, like, left left field wide open. I saw yep. it, and I'm just like, oh, come on. Yep. So they're they're definitely going to try to find ways around it. I mean, that's what that's what Joe Madden did in the first place, or his his four outfielders for guys that are just power hitters. Yeah, and honestly, it really wasn't the shift wasn't that bad, or four outfielders wasn't that bad. It was just when it became every single hitter, and oh, a pull hit is just an out now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely uh, ruined that part of the game. Um, I mean, I personally like the, the a more traditional uh, lineup, and especially a uh, like two on each side of the bag. I like that better. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it was just awkward. It's like, and they say, oh, well, you know, just hit it the other way, just hit it the other way. Yeah, you hit a ball the other way when it's when it's ninety four on your knuckles. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you, you think they're not pitching to to get them to hit it that way? Yeah, for the uninitiated. Sorry, I, th- I think no. I just think I think like in any sport, everybody wants more offense, more offense. And when you're you know like basically loading the box, if you want to say that on one side of the the base or the other, uh, it kind of takes that away. Um, exactly. I mean, obviously, it's 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 going to be more entertaining to for for guys like a Joey Gallo who just couldn't you know just yeah. couldn't hit it the other way. And I think or, even if they weren't just jamming him inside anyway, he was still going to pull the ball. But like for for those who who didn't play a ton of baseball or maybe just forgot ball is close to you when it's pitched and and it's coming on the inside part of the plate. You're naturally going to pull it. Like it's, it's how you're supposed to be able to hit it and put the barrel on the ball and the opposite for a pitch away on the far side of the plate. You're supposed to wait, sit back and get the barrel on it to shoot it the other way. And everyone's saying, Oh, we'll just hit it the other way. Well, not everyone's Derek Jeter can hit a ball in, in the uh, you know, on the, on their toes the other way. Yeah, they yeah. they said he, he used his swing looked like a guy trying to swat a fly in a phone booth. <laughs> it's not a normal yeah. swing. There's not a lot of those guys out there. He, and he was he was, a, he was an all fields hitter, but he, he didn't oh, hit yeah. like he did. I mean, he had a little power, but I mean, he was he was uh, just to put the ball in play guy. He was the yes. first guy that that I ever heard say, "All right, two strikes, choke up." You know, give yourself like an almost a, a half a hand from the from the uh, end of the bat. See, I was Just never a choke up in. guy. Were you? Yes. You were I a choke always up choke guy. up. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to put the uh the bat on the ball just to get it in play because you never know what's gonna happen. Uh see I didn't like that. I didn't like it. It felt awkward having that little bit of the bat. I would have rather like thrown the bat to the dugout. Hey, give me a give me a shorter bat. I would have rather that. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's it's it was a it was a goofy uh goofy feel, but yeah, I, I just I like I like the tradition of, of the fielders being where they are. I definitely, um, it's not, it's not quite as, I don't think, uh, heated as the DH who, you know, people, 
even now still are like, nope, pitchers should be hitting. This is the way the game was meant to be played. I don't disagree, but once, you know, there was the thing was maybe back in the day, pitchers would hit a little bit, but they were never focused on hitting. Who wants to watch that? No, I mean, another one, another reason why offense, you know, people want more offense. They don't want to see. And I'm not saying a a nice no hitter isn't good, but, you know, uh, I want want to see I want to see guys hitting the ball into space or even if it's if it's a home run, you know. But I mean, how many of those uh, pre-DH National League seasons were inflated because they only had to face eight real hitters? That's true. Think about it. That is true. That is true. But now the game switched back to the power anyways. People want to see the long ball. See, I disagree. I think it's gotten a lot more, like, even just, like, beyond just the pacing from the pitch clock, it, you, you're seeing guys steal bags. The stolen base had fucking died for like two I years. I saw that. I'm not. I'm not sure what what they, they expanded the to... size of the bases uh, three inches on each base. Oh, the the base. Yeah, I forgot about that. So the, the so it's a grand change. total of six inches, and yeah. that I don't know has sparked I, I, people to steal. <laughs> yeah, I, and the thing is, it's like, man, you you don't want to think that six inches makes that much of a difference, but fuck it, like. Yeah. Let, I mean, let's pull up baseball reference here and just look at some of the totals. Um, I did see that. I think in the opening series, the Yankees had like 11 stolen bases, nine stolen bases. It was up. And like they were said, saying somebody, uh, somebody in the Yankees is already halfway to last year's stolen base total. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's crazy. I, it's, it's wild that they're doing that. But also, it might be, can, are they timing the pitch clock? You know? I, I think that also has something to do with it. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want. I don't want uh, to go to steer too much towards the pitch clock, but I do think the the pace of play ha- improves it a little bit, and it also, um, I think it keeps the game. Like the, obviously, it's it's meant to keep the game moving, but you know, I think it keeps the guys a little uncomfortable. Like the guys yeah. not getting out of the box every time, and I think that helps. I think both. I think it, it helps keep the batter uncomfortable because the pitcher is you know working. And he doesn't have a chance to to do all his adjustments and kind of get into that rhythm, almost like a golf swing. But then at the same time, you know, like you like you said, the stolen bases are up now, and 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 guys are are getting out there, and they don't have time just to sit there and pause and have their uh their feet basically cemented on in the in the dirt. You know, I agree. That, and that while I don't good. like the pitch clock, I do yeah. think having it there has yeah. increased a lot uh, a lot of offense, honestly. Uh, it's kind of funny, yeah. like they, uh, you know, they want to speed up the game, and yet they do all these things that that improve offense, right? Yeah. They ban the shift, they make the yep. bases bigger, and they put a pitch clock in. Yeah. And granted, you know, the, the pitch clock, in my opinion, I think it favors hitters. Like, sure, the pitchers can game it, but it it helps hitters, especially considering they get what two throwovers per batter. Yeah, that definitely the the, the throwover to first is definitely. Uh is another one because you'd sit up there and guys would throw back six times. Yeah. And I mean, it takes a little bit out of baseball for me with, with not having guys being able to throw over. Cause like there's guys who are just genuine steel threats. Yeah. Like granted guys like Trey Turner, who frankly, if he was, if he didn't go through an era where stolen bases were dead, he might have a shitload of stolen bases. Yeah. For sure, that was that was a stat though. That's funny. Uh, I hadn't thought of uh, besides that one graphic I saw of the Yankees having, you know, almost double digit. I think that maybe it was double digit in their first six games. Which uh, they're at watching nine right now. Nine, yeah. Six. So I knew that's what I thought. I was sure it was nine or eleven. But um, but you're right. That that's I I think that has uh, I, whatever it is. I don't know if it's the pitch clock. If it's if it's guys. And you would have actually thought with the shift. Wouldn't there be more people trying to steal? You would think so, but a lot of times there was a guy just standing over top of the bag. I saw a base yeah. hit up the middle the other day, and I never thought I would get so get my rocks off so fucking much. <laughs> that holy hell. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my god, a base hit up the middle? That's yep. allowed to exist? It, it is. was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like baseball because, again. It, it is, it's tough because um, the other thing with, with saying, hey, just hit the ball the other way, which obviously has to be, you know, taught and practiced um if you get a guy that that was hitting the ball in the exact same spot but you know stepping across and hitting the opposite direction because i mean a lot of those the, the got the shift hurt people that were hitting like what would normally be a base hit just over the second base yeah hit. it's like when you hit a ball 
and it and it touches down over the second baseman's head in right field. That's a base hit, and it yeah. drove me nuts seeing it. Like, I mean, the shift killed uh, two careers that I can name just offhand, and that's not even including people who I don't know. Uh, exactly. Brian, uh, Brian McCann and Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira, tail end of his career, the shift started getting big. Oh, yeah. He was shifted every at bat. It Didn't was. matter runners <laughs> on or not, he was shifted and it killed him. See, I think I think also the shift hurts left handed batters more. It, because yeah, because I, I don't I don't I don't think they lined up the shift as much on right handed batters because you got three guys on on the left side of the infield now. Yeah, I don't know. It just I, I agree. It, just, it was definitely it would definitely hurt guys who who would hit to, to the right field more because you yeah. don't, you're not moving the first baseman, no matter what you're yeah. not moving that first baseman so far that, that you can't that, cover the bag. That would be a neat uh, stat to, to look up to see, you know, what the percentage of uh, left-handed batters were shifted on compared to right-handed batters. Cause oh, I, yeah. it's cause it's funny that, that I was, I was just saying that because I can't remember how many right-handed batters they were, that were really with, with Gallo. I mean, he, he he's a right-handed batter. Yeah. He, he would so. get shifted on. Hard because, yeah. like, how do they not with a guy like that? Yeah. The one thing I will say that banning the shift makes me kind of sad. You won't see it. Eh, you might still see it. I, I think actually, technically, according to the rules, you still can see it. Like one time a few years ago, uh, the Rays lined up a seven-man infield. They were in oh. a position at the end of the game that any ball in the outfield they lose the game. Uh, yeah. So they lined up everybody hey, you're not <laughs> around the dirt, like. Everybody, everybody was playing in and like on the dirt. There was no one in the outfield. A ball in the air won the game, regardless. So they're like, "Eh, fuck it." That that is a good one. Where's Joe Madden? Uh, what team do I need to watch to see how they're gonna beat the beat the non shift now? The Rays. It's he's the back. Rays. He's back it, with the Rays. Or you no, just no, mean no. the Rays? I just mean the Rays. It it wasn't Joe Madden. It was the Rays. Oh, the Rays made was... Joe Madden. Joe Madden didn't make the Rays. I thought it was the opposite way. I thought he was the guy that was the old clever fox that was always trying to find a loophole in the rules. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he is that way. But since going, is he still managing the Angels? It was that was the last team I remember. And uh, uh, let's see. Or did he get let go? Because I mean, the, the Angels haven't been good, and you have two great players out there. I mean, obviously, baseball is a little bit different than a basketball. But um, oh, he he was last he was there last year. Yep. Uh, and got fired after a twelve game losing streak. Yeah, I mean, I I don't blame him. I mean, you have uh, Otani and you have you know Mike Trout. God, what, and they're, a, what a waste of two fucking careers. I know that's what I mean. They're they're both in their prime and they're both superstars. And just like I don't know if it's the coaching or if it's just the rest of the team that they put around them. But I mean, they've they, been terrible. They, I can't look at it. They, they had the playoffs. They had a super washed Albert Pujols until last year. Yep. Uh, Anthony Rendon, they signed to a mega contract, and he's been hurt like ever since. I think. Let me look here. Uh, Anthony, Wait, Rendon is he? He's the one from the Nationals. Yeah, he was like a, he was a stud on the Nationals. Signed with the. Oh my God, he has not beat. He has not eclipsed eclipsed sixty games. Since twenty nineteen, since, since his the last year with the Nationals, yeah, the World Series year, yeah. So he, uh, yeah, twenty twenty, which that year I think was was twenty twenty COVID twenty twenty was COVID year. So like he played most of a season that year because I think it was only like sixty games or so. Yeah, um, why that's true. Yeah, the sixty. That's that that kind of it's tough. Uh, fifty eight forty seven, and so far he has only played two games this year. Yeah, another. I think he got suspended. Actually, I don't think he's actually hurt. I think he was suspended. Uh, I think he did some dumb shit involving an Oakland player. But yeah, uh, so they signed him in 2020, in the, in the 2019-2020 offseason, and he's done was, jack shit for them. Was it, was it? Was he actually like the MVP that year or something? Is that why he got the mega contract? I can't um, remember. I, I mean, I know obviously. he was third in the league in MVP, okay. uh, third in the NL in MVP voting. And he had a hell of a year. In 2019, he batted 319, mm-hmm. uh, 412 on base, hit 34 home runs, drove in 126. Pretty good year. It's a it's a year that's going to get you a big deal, and yeah. he just hasn't been healthy since. That's yeah. That's it seems a, like how some some baseball contracts work. You know, they the old uh, they, Carl Pavano treatment from him. <laughs> Give me my money back. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's funny because um, what you you have things that you're saying are going to improve the game. Because uh, the shift's banned, but what what are the things that are are negatives now? 
With the shift band? Yeah. I mean, it takes... For what it's worth, the shift was baseball evolving, but it, it was evolving in a bad way. Because, yeah. like, sure, you could get guy like... Because it, 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 it came down to, at that point, MLB came down to the three true outcomes. That was it. You were going to go up there and walk, get a, uh, hit a home run, home run. strike yeah. out. That's it. Yeah. And it was... Those years where it was just it was three true outcomes baseball was some of the most boring baseball I've ever had to fucking watch. It's like, all right, is he gonna? We can add a fourth one in there, you know, hit into the teeth of the shift, because that's what it was. Yeah. Rarely were you seeing guys beat the shift. For sure, because I mean, it's basically just putting a second another defender on there. Yeah, when you when you're standing a guy directly where a solidly hit base hit lands. Yeah, of course the batting averages are going to go down. I mean, you, you see that with any sport, though. Like, it's like a three-second rule in basketball. They didn't just want two seven-footers guarding the rim, standing in the paint camped. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, that 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 it changes the game, and but in a positive way, I think. I think it was good. I think – I really do think that the um, the shift was good until it wasn't. Until it yeah. was every batter – and every yeah. guy and league wide averages down. Let's, let's look up here. MLB yeah. batting average by season. Well, I mean, and people in the, the one thing about baseball is they don't make a ton of rule changes, but obviously they made a couple in the same year where you look at like an NFL or you look at an NBA or NHL, they're changing rules, you know, to make their game better where a lot of people Sometimes, you know, the, the, the stuffy guys that are like, this is the way baseball should be because it's the way it was played back in 1910, you know? Yeah. but And, like, do I think baseball it, shouldn't change at all? No, I don't think that's the case. But what, if you look yeah. at uh, – so here's what I'm looking at. From 1999 to 2022, there was not a season where the batting average increased from the prior. I'm sorry, there's oh, one. Yeah. Uh, 2002 to 2003, it went from 261 to 264. Well, and I mean, then, that, that's, that's another topic, too, with just people trying to hit for power more than they're just trying to slap it around. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, obviously, even, that's that's the glamorous numbers is to hit, you know, 30 plus home runs. It's not to, yeah, to hit, you know, 200 hits in a season. Like, your Ichiros are a rare breed, you know, where he's trying to you know, just get it in play any way possible because he's so fast, you know, he's going to try to beat it out even if it's an infield hit. Yeah. But, I mean, man, it's just – it's a bad look. Because I think, for, I think like, it's just, it's a... it, batting averages have trended downward for 20 years. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. They, like, people want offense. Oh, was was the shift better offense? No. Uh, why, why do teams – or why, why do leagues make changes in the rules? to make the game better, to make it more entertaining. Like as much as it's a sport and a game, it's also the entertainment value. Like you said, do you really want, you know, four infielders over there along first base side? No. And like, I'm coming at this from like a, a, like someone who played a lot of baseball, like you played baseball as well, but I I played more baseball and it's, and so I really got the, the aspect of, I love the game. And when it stops looking like the game, yeah. It's just frustrating. I never I've not watched less baseball in a season since I started watching than I did last year. Yeah, I mean there'll be loopholes and they're going to figure it out. It's 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 no different than uh you know like I said the the pitch clock too. They were talking about how um you know you can use one of those mound visits to slow it down and use that as their break instead of just standing like a, there and instead and of using the a ball. disengage or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so I mean Obviously, these it's it and and it's also no different than when they first uh, implemented the uh, replay. People were all up in arms, but I think progressively in the last you know ten to fifteen years, you know, obviously the DH, obviously replay being expanded, uh, banning the shift. I think they they're obviously uh, expecting it to improve play, improve speed, and that's what people you know, if if you're turning people away from the game because there's there's no offense, then you know, the change is coming. Yeah, and like baseball, they for a while it was it, like with the juice ball. It was it seemed like they're like, oh my god, home runs are what everyone tunes in for. Let's make a fucking bouncy ball of a of a home run, <laughs> of a baseball. Yep. So let's do that. No, that was terrible. Uh, Labor yeah. Torres hit thirty five home runs in a season. Who has no business hitting that many home runs in any season? So 
and and it, what what really excites people is baseball actually being played when it's not all right. You've got a guy who throws a hundred, and you've got got a guy who bats uh, two ten, but hits 50, 50 bombs. You know what's going to happen? Is he going to strike out or hit a home run? Who knows? Yeah, it's boring. No, nope. the casual fan doesn't want that. The 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 Intuit fan doesn't want that. No one wants that. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, how, how else can you get more balls in play? And obviously, if, if the games change to a power uh, game where you got you're looking at a home run and a lot of a lot of strikeouts, um, obviously the, the shift being changed was a was a big rule change. Yeah, and, to get, and to frankly, get more green I on the right side. I can't wait to see a team just fully buy into just we're getting a bunch of guys who hit like two two seventy five plus, put the yeah. ball in play, run run well run the bases. I can't wait to see a team that does that to just completely buck the trend because the current trend in baseball is like, I mean, as it's been up until this season has been guys who hit home runs and guys who walk and get on base. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. um, I'd like to see the the trend this year of, of average going back up. Um, I would love to see it. Yeah. And granted, you know, sure. we're we're short into this season so far, but last year's batting average was two forty three. Yeah, League wide batting average is two forty three. Pretty low. pretty bad. Yep. We're es- we're up four ticks right now at two forty seven. Es- but- especially going back to your comment where, you know, the, the DH uh is is in both leagues. So you would have you would have expected those pitchers that were dragging the the average down to, you know, the league wide average to imp- improve. And it and it didn't. The th- that's the thing. The, the league-wide average didn't improve. Removing pitchers from the from the I lineups. S- I will see. I will say. Back in the day, watching Dontrell Willis go up and hit a home run, you know, you're like, oh man, that that I is mean, a unicorn. There will never be another big, sexy home run. That's that's the biggest. That's <laughs> the, Bartolo Colon. That's one of the that's best true. That's true. You you always got excited for a guy like that. Oh, if, yeah. if he's if he's going to put the ball in play, and how is he going to make it down to first, or if he's going to mm-hmm. you know leg it out. Or if he's going to lose his helmet, or if he's going to do a, a you know a face plant, because that's possible yeah. too. Because the guy had to wait till he was what forty three to hit his first career <laughs> home run. Oh man, that's awesome <laughs> for yeah. sure. But I, I think the shift being gone is overall going to be good for baseball. It's going to be good for all involved. Yeah. Because it it just needed to happen. You know, you could watch baseball slowly die through analytics and well, the numbers say, fuck off. Yeah, I, th- I think you know, this year will be improved. I'm really looking forward to a full season of baseball this year. So absolutely, but I think we're actually going to cut this one a little short. I think I think we've really gotten out all we really need to talk about about this. Unless you've got something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I I said what I what I thought. I mean, obviously, you you don't want to watch a guy go up and you're like, okay, you know what? He's either going to strike out or you know hit a line drive into the the spot where there shouldn't be a guy playing him on defense. So yeah. I think I think that's good. I mean, obviously, I always like rule changes that improve the game, that make it more exciting for me because I want to go see see the ball and play. Um, if you know if if you're going to hit a home run, I like that. I don't want to see guys striking out. I don't want to basically predict the guys at bat before he you know goes up there. Yeah, so it's tough. But, but hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I know this one's a little short, so I, I hope you give it an extra listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of this uh, two episode upload uh, with me tonight is Tanner, old college buddy. Yo, 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 what's up? Uh, we're going to be talking about the pitch clock. Uh, Curtis was going to join us on this one. He ended up having some plans come up, so he it's it's just Tanner and I for the evening. So, uh, But we're going to talk a bit about the pitch clock. Uh, it's kind of pretty much a hot-button issue. It seems like a lot of people are all the way one way or all the way the other. I find myself kind of landing in the middle on it. I think there's a lot of drawbacks to it. I, I most assuredly see the benefits. I mean, I uh, I tuned in for opening day and watched the whole thing. I'm like, where where's the rest of it? <laughs> like, it was done. It was a Yankees opening day too. It was done in like two hours and forty minutes. I'm like, where's the rest of the game? I had my whole day planned for this. I'll tell you, I'm kind of in the middle too. Um, I see the benefits. I do see some of the bad things about it. Um, but of course, you know, MLB they're all about marketing and the money, so. You know, a shorter game, less attention span, more fans probably come to the games. You know, who cares about the players, right? You know, they're really, I, I know a lot of traditionalists are uh, not liking it 
because there shouldn't they, they're saying there shouldn't be a clock involved in baseball, which I kind of agree with. But at the same time, I do get frustrated when I see like Jose Altuve stepping out the batter's box, uh, fixing his jock strap, spin some seeds out, putting some gum in his mouth, uh, taking about 15 seconds every at bat. You know, some of that stuff, you know, I think is a good thing. It's going away. So for me, what it comes down, like a lot of it is um, I, I kind of like cutting out some of the nonsense. And there were some really slow pitchers in the league, and this has hit them the hardest. But um, uh, um, the biggest thing for me is uh, when it comes to base running. And we'll, we'll get into the, the pickoff limits here in a minute. But when it comes to stealing bases, the biggest thing is timing. And almost every pitcher with a base runner on is going with about a second to two seconds left, right? Now, if they, if they have that timing, it's like, oh, he's going at about this much left every time. And it's like, all right, got it timed up, got it timed up, gone. And that's why you see base base running numbers are up so much. I mean, forget the like the six inches uh, taken off of the baseline, essentially, is kind of big. I wouldn't say it's huge, but uh, letting them get timed up to a pitcher where they have a like and you would see last year, pitcher uh, base coaches would have stopwatches to try and get an idea of like about how quickly these guys were working. But now what they're doing is they have a, a stopwatch. It's everywhere in the fucking stadium. Um, they don't even have to, they can just be like, all right, yeah, I got about two seconds and there he goes and I'm gone. So, I mean, bases, stolen bases are up crazy this year. Yeah. So I actually have that stat up right now. So the average uh, steals per game right now is 1.32, which is up. I'm not sure uh, what last year was, uh, for the first, like, what, two weeks that we've been through baseball. Um, but uh, out of 1.32 steals per game, it's 81% successful. So eight out of 10 steals are, you know, are safe. And I think the reason why is, uh, you know, the pitcher picks off once. Are they going to pick off again? Because if they do, they can't. <laughs> you get yeah. two pickoffs, and, and then the – the base runner is going to steal. And I mean, it, it again, it's a timing issue uh, for the pitcher because they're not a, they, they have what, you know, 20 seconds with the runner on. So when they get to two, three seconds, that runner is just going to go first step. And yeah, most like, of the time they're, they're going to be safe. Yeah. And it, it's kind of nuts. I mean, it, it's kind of funny that it also coincides with the year that Yadi Molina's done. So I'm like, you see some of the top tier guys are still getting base runners at a pretty good clip. Uh, I saw a video today. JT Real Muto got a throw out his uh, not his full pop time, but his uh, receiving the ball to having it gone six tenths, six tenths of a sec. That is insane. I used to catch. I think my best pop time ever was like two six. And that's that's probably generous. The ball's gone in six tenths on top of the fact that he's got a cannon. That's disgusting. Did he throw him out? I don't know. I just saw that his yeah. his, his release was six tenths, and that to me is that's gross. That's so quick. Um, but I mean, you got to figure that's six tenths in a game, in live game action. When like some guys don't get that when they're doing the pop time to get timed for it. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's so nuts. But the other thing is, yeah, you, like you mentioned with the, the pickoff attempts, um, two attempts per batter feels low, but fe three feels too high. I think two is too low. I think three hits, hits the sweet spot, in my opinion. <sighs> it's tough because, like, if it's three per batter, you might as well not have a limit because how often are guys going to throw? I mean, I guess, I guess, never mind. You know what? Never I mean, mind. Guys have thrown over five and six times with guys who are quick. Well, think about playoff baseball when you need to keep the runners, you know, close. Three pickoffs, that's not absurd. Maybe three pickoffs in a, you know, you know, Nats versus Marlins game, it's, you know, seven five. No one cares about that game. I can see it's kind of a lot, but I feel like three is a good spot keeping the runners close and, you know, those high stress games. And again, with only having two, 
they pick off twice. That that runner, if he's any type of fast, he's stealing. I think Anthony Rizzo already has a steal this season. <laughs> Shoot, I think, you know, Miguel Cabrera, he's in his last year. He'll probably get a couple steals too. Like, I, I feel like almost everybody's going to have a few steals. All right, Rizzo doesn't have a stolen base yet. All right, there's that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, IKF for the Yankees, he's hitting 129. He's got three stolen bags. Who does? Uh oh, sorry, not IKF. That's uh Volpe. Okay. Yeah, he's hitting 129 with an OBP of 250, and has three three steals. I mean, what's what what's the league? I'm sure someone out there like I'm I'm not sure. Uh, what the league leaders look like right now? But Some steals. Let's see. I mean, Luis Arias is hitting uh, 500. I mean, through through so many games, not bad. But uh, stolen bases, the, the leader is six. Two guys with five. Six. Uh, uh, strong. Jorge Mateo, am I saying that right, from Baltimore? They're short, short stop. He's got five. Unless this hasn't updated for tonight's uh, games. Yeah, I'm on MLB.com, and it says six right now. I'm on ESPN. Okay. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go to MLB. I'm assuming they have their own stats right. Um, yeah, it's uh, Mateo and Miles Straw tied with six. Uh, four guys with five. Five guys with five. Honestly, I'm kind of excited for it. I've missed stolen bases, but... I'm somebody. I'm a little bit of a, of a purist, so like I agree that like a, a clock doesn't really belong around baseball. But the thing is, the pitch clock, in terms of the time interval that is given, has existed in the MLB since like the set, like the '60s or '70s. Um, it just stopped being enforced, and before it wasn't so much that. Um, I don't think they could like. Award, I they might have been able to award a ball or a strike or whatever. But I don't. I don't think they ever did. So, so thankfully, I I don't think there's been too many clock violations in regular season so far. God forbid one happens in the playoffs. I'll I'll be so pissed because that should never ever ever dictate a single fucking thing inside you, of a game. Did you see the uh, Manny Machado? Uh, oh, yeah. Which uh, I watched the the John Boy breakdown on that. Uh, what it seems like is that Machado just didn't understand that uh, it was essentially the front end of eight seconds, not the back end of eight seconds. He needed to call time by. But are we? I mean, call, calling the umpire a douchebag is probably not the right answer, not not the right way to go about it. But are we going to get that technical though? As an umpire, are we? It has to be the front end of eight seconds. If not, you the ump can decline your. Your time call? I, like, how I do you mean, feel about that? For I mean, what it's worth, he missed he missed the the check the checkpoint essentially. If he had what? just done it at nine seconds, millisecond wouldn't matter. It's it's it. nitpicking. Don't get me wrong; it's nitpicking to the to the highest degree. But if you're gonna have a rule, you and it's gonna be such a big deal, they might as well enforce it as written. I, agree. I mean, for what it's worth, it never for a second looked like Machado was not going to call time. Oh, but, he he was not ready at all. He was not. No, he was waiting to the last second, and yeah. he waited too long. Umpire can decline after what you get to. You said eight seconds. Is it seven or eight? So they have to be by eight seconds remaining, which I read that as the front end of eight seconds when it okay. ticks from nine to eight. They okay. have to be in the box and alert, and, and they both have to like acknowledge each other with eye. Yes, contact. that's the the Max Scherzer. Uh, <laughs> um, addition to the rule because yep. it was like eight seconds. Max Scherzer's firing. Yep. So you said you don't, you weren't sure how many uh, pitch clock violations have occurred. Uh, so within, I have this from fifty games. There's been forty one. Uh, twenty nine. Yeah, forty one. Twenty nine on the pitchers, and eleven for the hitters. Good my. Good so Lord. that's. You know, we're almost at about one violation a game, which isn't terrible for the rule just getting implemented. 
Yeah, I mean, you you would figure they'd have had it figured out by the end of spring training. Like, you got a whole month to get used to it, but it just still doesn't feel right. I'm okay with cutting out the fluff of baseball. Um, and they had to do it some way that was that there was like a stick, essentially. You know, carrot or the stick. Either you go get the carrot or I'm going to hit you with a stick. And they finally gave the umpires a stick, essentially, for trying to speed up the game. Because, I mean, for me, granted, I never played in the MLB or anything like that, but umpires were always like, hey, get in the box, let's go, let's get this, let's get this going. They were always kind of pushing tempo, which was fine. But, like, what's, like, unless you were being a real prick about it, they weren't going to do anything about it. No. You know? I don't know, did you play ball in high school or anything like that? Uh, I played up till I was 14. Like, uh, you know, travel ball. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the games were mostly timed, so just kind of step in, get a hit. Um, yeah. not, you know, the, I'm just getting paid anyway. So if you, you go through four innings and time's up, they're just calling the game. That's how we played. So it was all kind of a strict schedule. That's kind of my big issue was I had a, I had a really shitty experience with a clock involving a baseball game. Uh, it was two hours, couldn't start another inning, and it was like 2.15, was drop dead, game's over. We had a team run out the clock in baseball. <laughs> I was so pissed. Like, they were lollygagging, like, had a two-minute meeting between innings. It's like, you fucking pricks. So that, for me, personal experience, I hate clocks, invo- I hate being, clocks being involved in baseball. But it, I, I will say, I used to watch baseball games. I would do something else during the game it's like all right pitch happened strike all right go back to writing my paper yeah it's like we got you know kimbrell up he's gonna take 30 seconds to deliver the next pitch so i can you know go 30 seconds to deliver a pitch it was 30 seconds to get back on the rubber (laughs) (laughs) i think there i think he is the uh, slowest tempo pitcher with the new pitch clock i saw that he's uh i mean it can't be much separating him from like the average guy though so the quickest one was doing it every, you know, they were pitching on like the, like 11th second. That's quick. That yeah. That's working quick. Uh, Kimbrell was like waiting to like the last second. But you, yeah. you know how he's got that famous, you know, uh, you know, look hour style. <laughs> he looks like, I don't even know. He kind of looks like a bird. I always thought he kind of looked like a gorilla, but hey, that's just me. Uh, yeah, don't even get me started on Kimbrel. He, uh, I'm a big Dodger fan, and he was a huge letdown uh, last year. Huge, <laughs> huge. He's been kind of shit since he left the Braves. Uh, he won that title with Boston in what 2018 or 2019, and then was he, was he all that good that season? I think the team he was just he was average on a great team because Boston killed everyone that year. Yeah, because that was when uh, Boston had, like, that really good, really young team that just – it was before they all got paid. Yeah. They had a really good farm system that paid yep. out a bunch of guys. And they're still recovering ever since, you know, they won that yeah, title. Yeah, that was since they had but to pay the guys players. aren't on the team anymore. All right, let's see. Uh, 2018 in Boston. Uh, is that the, that's the year they won the World Series, right? I, I... – it's either 2018 or 2019. I think 2018 was Boston. 2019 was Naps. If I'm correct. I think you're right. Uh, he had 42 saves in. Uh, uh, where's the opportunities? In 42 saves in 63 games. Uh, I don't know how many of those were save opportunities, but you could assume most of them to the tune of a 2.74 ERA. And you know, what? all right, I'll give it this. He's been bad since he left Boston. He was good with he was good with the Padres. Uh, he was good with Boston, and then just trash for a couple seasons, <laughs> and then uh, here we go. We'll, I'll be able to find his losses or his blown saves. He had at least one blown save. Look at his blown saves from last year. Uh, he was six and seven last year, so that's not good. That's awful. Yeah, uh, a closer should not have uh, 13 decisions on his record. Was he even closing for you guys? Uh, yeah, he was our our number one guy. You know, we gave up Kenley Jansen. 
and we got Kimbrel. I forget. Jansen was kind of kind of declining too, wasn't he? <sighs> yeah, but he was. He's still pretty good. He's better than Kimbrel. Yeah, least, I mean, uh, well, Jansen hell, the Yankees let go of fucking Chapman. He comes back this year, back to blowing hundred and three. No, no, this is just it's it's April. You know, just wait till June. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like he was. It seemed like he always pitched better in the hot weather. Like once June, July, August hit, he was at his best. And then he would always taper off the end of the season because it started getting cold again. Just a guy who likes it hot. Which makes sense. He's from Cuba. Yeah, it does make sense. All right. But back to the pitch clock here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. That's how every episode goes. I know it's your first time on. Uh, we, we talk about the topic for a little bit. We talk about some random bullshit. We get back on topic. We're back on random bullshit. It's just a cycle. It goes. It is. So. We'll get back on the pitch. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, hell, the average game time's down, what, 23, 24 minutes? And that's just the average game time, let alone the fastest. I think the Rays the other night played one sub two hours. So Marlins versus Twins uh, a couple of nights ago, might have been a week, uh, they had their ace pitching. What's his name? Marlins. He was pitching. He was dealing in his zone. Game was an hour and 57 minutes long. Yeah, which you know what? Those used to be like a real rarity. Uh, I remember watching like a foolish baseball video about like Mark Burley's games of like going uh, under two ten when there was no pitch clock. And I I know the longest uh, games for a team right now is the Astros. I can't give you a set number, but I know they're the team that's taken the longest with the new pitch clock. Hit them with more pitch clock violations. As many as you can hit them with, hit them with all of them. I fucking hate the Astros. <laughs> I say wearing my Yankees hat. Damn, as a Dodgers fan, uh, they took a title away from us from cheating. Yeah, I'm still just pissed that no player got uh, anything Crap. from that. Craft roads? Yeah. Like, uh... nothing, nothing beat the time. I think it was like a minor league game. Uh, one team gave out trash cans when it was like the Astros affiliate in town. It was trash can night. It was fucking hilarious. Um, so with the pitch clock, it's going pretty well. And for, for all of my apprehensions of it, I can't say I hate it as much as I thought I would. Um, I think that the, probably the seconds could be extended probably from 15 with bases. Uh, I would say with runners off, go from 15 to maybe 16 or 17 and go up to like 22 with runners on, you know, give that pitcher a little more time. Cause here's the thing. There's almost no time for a fucking shake off at this point. And like if a pitcher and a catcher can't get on the same page on the pitch, that's a disengage. And if he's already used one or both, it really puts that pitcher in a bind. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to see happen is I don't want that to dictate the outcome of a game. I don't think it benefits either party as much. It all depends on the game. You know, if a pitcher, let's say he's walked two batters in a row, three batters in a row, he's walked, base is loaded. You know, he's got that pitch clock. He can't take his breath. He can't step on the mound, you know, yeah. settled. Uh, that's a lot of stress. And that's going to cause some anxiety because like, I, they can see that pitch clock, right? It's somewhere visible for their eyes. I feel like they have. I feel like it has to be somewhere or somehow that they could see it. So they're looking at that pitch clock. That's going through their mind. You know that they're, they're going to struggle to throw strikes if they already are, and they might, you know, lead a meatball, and the hitter's just going to, you know, smoke it. So again, I don't, I don't think it benefits either party. It just depends on the situation. I think it almost always benefits the offense. I mean, every rule change that they made, they're like, oh, we're trying to save time in games, trying to save time in games, trying to make the game shorter. And they did all these things to help the offense. And and for what it's worth, it's working. I mean, there's more steals, more hits. They got rid of the shift, which is the best thing. Uh, I it, Baseball looks like baseball again. No, I, I get I to now see, you get to see hits agree. in the hole again. I do not agree with that. You don't like, all right, you know what? You weren't on for the, the shift episode. I'll let you go, go off. All right, so sports is all about strategy, right? Yeah. You agree or disagree? So you agree. I agree. So and where do you get that strategy? From analytics, numbers, stats. Yeah. So you got a hitter. 
who loves pulling the ball every at bat, no matter what he's looking to pull, you're using strategy from, you know, your analytics, doing your research on that batter, that even if you throw an outside fastball, he's still going to try to pull the ball the first, mm-hmm. you know, to right field if he's lefty. Yeah. So why not shift everyone you shift. over? You can shift, but uh, I don't think we should be – have you ever seen the movie Beer League? I have not. All right, there's a deep cut reference I'm about to make from a very unpopular movie. I don't want us to be seeing the Demanzo shift uh, every game. It it got really old. You had two outfielders in right field, an infielder in right field, third baseman playing shortstop, shortstop playing like up the middle or second base. It was terrible. I didn't like it. It sucked. It And they're like, the thing was, it ruined a couple of careers. And I mentioned this in the first part of this, uh, you know, Brian McCann, pole hitter, catcher, great catcher, but like his average went from being, he was like a 240, 250 guy, which is pretty respectable for a catcher, uh, to like a 195 guy. And it made the Mendoza line fucking irrelevant because there was so many guys who were hitting under 200 who were still playing because the shift existed and baseball became about three true outcomes, a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. And it was, that's boring baseball. Because how do you beat the shift? You hit it over everything. Or you you use what they give you. All right, so tell me this. I you, you played some travel ball. How you yeah. gonna uh, not? How you gonna hit the ball the other way if it's on your knuckles? You don't. Not everyone I mean, swings like Derek like Jeter. That sounds like a ball to me. You get my point though. If a ball's on the inner half of the plate, you're supposed to pull it. So you have but a guy who is pull happy. And you have seven f- fielders shifted onto that side of field. Where are you going to pitch it for him to hit inside? So you're basically saying you didn't like the shift. I did not because it, it was could be boring baseball. Could be it was. There was no could be about it. It was boring. I watched so much of it for like four straight years, and I'm like, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. I think it's because you're a Yankee fan and you play on that small park. All your hitters. We're just trying to jack home runs, even in the you, shift. You just say that. Yeah. You say that. It is not right-handed power friendly. Left center field is deep there. I mean, left it's no Petco Park, don't get me wrong. Left, let's talk about just left field. How how is that's like what, 317? You're talking about right field. Left field's not as not much bigger. All right, hang on here. Yankee Stadium Dimensions. If you want to hit a home run and you're playing the Yankees, it's your lucky day. It's going. You're going to right field. So, um, Yankee Stadium dimensions. Uh, I did not want the Wikipedia page. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, three fourteen down the corner to right field. Uh, three sixty two to right center, deep uh, deepening out to three eighty three, four oh eight in dead center. Left field, it's 318 in the corner, 346 very shortly thereafter. Uh goes out to 390 in left center and 408 into straightaway center field. And the Yankees, uh, believe it or not, have been overwhelmingly right-handed for several years. They have not done a I don't know if it's they haven't tried or it just the deals haven't worked out, but they have not had left-handed power. I'm, I'm Since still, Aaron Hicks was decent, and I would barely call that power. I'm still stuck. And he on, was a switch hitter. I'm still stuck in my head that you said with the shift, baseball was boring. It was. I don't know. All right. So how? Do, I mean, I, you're probably too young for this, but um, so how do you feel about the the defensive three second rule in uh, the defensive and offensive three second rule in the NBA? Explain it. Uh, you can't just camp in the lane. You can't stand there without the ball for more than three seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You like that rule? Yeah. Okay, so you know why that rule is made, right? So someone doesn't just cherry pick? Uh, no, because Shaq just stood in the lane. Every team, uh, not, not every team, but there was a handful of teams who had just dominant seven-foot-something centers who would stand in the lane. And it's like, oh, you're coming to the hole to try and drive the basket. Well, I hope you can you can finish on Shaq. Or same thing, Shaq would stand under the basket, 
catch a pass. No one else had a prayer of catching. Turn around, stand on his tippy toes, and dunk it. All right. Well, Shaq honestly wouldn't even perform like he did in today's league. No, probably I mean, not. Steph Curry's just gonna pop a three. Like, yeah, but he he wasn't gonna guard one through five. No, never. None of a lot of the good centers from the early to late two thousands, even I would say, wouldn't do that. Hell, even but, into the mid teens, centers weren't sh- switching like that. That's but, a very new aspect of basketball, but it was made because of a trend that was going on that made basketball not as good. And if that didn't exist, if the three second rule in the in basketball did not exist, you wouldn't see the NBA as it is today it would probably still be the same way because who has the highest shooting percentage year on year in and year out dunking centers. I don't know. All right. We could talk about the NBA another day. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm pulling it up right now. NBA shooting percentage leaders by season. All right. Uh, this year it's Mitchell. Oh, actually, this is all time. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is. Oh no, I'm sorry. Mitchell Robinson had it in 19 uh, in 2019-2020. That's not what I want. Who? Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> yeah. 2019-2020 had the best uh, field goal percentage ever. Uh, this year field goal percentage. Nick Claxton. Number two, Mason Plumley, Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, Jared Allen. It's all yeah, fucking how many, centers. How many times are they shooting? Like two a times? A dunk is a field goal. A dunk is counted in that. It is the safest shot in basketball because you're hand delivering it there. So if the three-second rule didn't exist, which I would say is the same is, is in the same vein as banning the shift, you would not see the NBA as it is today. And the NBA has never been better. It's not the same thing because the batters can easily adapt and the pitcher still got to throw a good pitch. If they want to, a good pitcher is not always going to be able to hit their spot and jam it in on them. They're going to, you know, they're going to miss their spot and you got in the, in the, the batters got to adapt again. I think that's everyone's, that's everyone's thing. But I mean, I mean, you try hitting a 98 mile an hour fastball where you want it to go. (laughs) Like, there's, yeah, there's no where you want it to go. Contact on a 98 mile per hour fastball. Oh, I given a hundred attempts, I might manage two foul tips. But I forget the game. I was watch. Uh, I saw a manager talking a couple of days ago. I forget which game though. Um, and he said that if they were able to shift on a a play that happened in the game, they would have won. And he was, you know, he was talking about how he, he, you know, he didn't like the new rule. Because I'm fine with shifting, but the thing is, it stopped looking like baseball. It it really did. So you're because when you think of players playing in a baseball field, how are they standing? You got a guy at third, a guy at first, second and short, left field, right field, center. There's an alignment. You're traditionalist. It's the way it's been done for 119 years. That is the way baseball is supposed to look. It is not supposed to look like a shift. Are you basically saying that shifting is cheating? I wouldn't say it was cheating, but I don't think it was making baseball better. Competitively speaking, yes. The shift is the best thing competitively to happen to baseball in years. It's been the, it was the biggest innovation when it first became a thing back in like the late two thousands with Joe Madden at the Rays. But it made baseball as a viewing sport worse. And people talk about like, oh, baseball is boring. Baseball is boring to watch. There it is. And it's not the hardcores that really gave two shits about it. I kind of did because I'm like, hey, I want it to look like baseball. I want to see more offense. But casual fans don't want to see that shit. They're like, who's that? Like, how come the shortstop just made a play in shallow right field? You know what I mean? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. So I'm looking at the shift right now because I actually haven't looked at the rules. Um, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt or infield yes. grass with two on each side of second base. And that would make sense considering they are called infielders. 
So if you got, you know, a Tani, you know, who can pull the ball and great hitter, and you know he's going to pull it, you're not, you can't put your second baseman in outfield, to, you know, to make an easy play. He's got to take that to the chest. <laughs> you see where I'm going? Oh, let's pull up the old Shohei Otani. I'm not. I'm not sure if he if he got put in the shift a lot. I'm. I, I right now. I'm I mean, look, the- he is a for 2023 a pull hitter. Let's go for 2022. Refresh. Uh, 2022. He used all fields. Okay. Oh yeah. But I think he's, you know, he's thinking pool. When it came to hits, it was all fields. But okay. uh, the vast majority of his outs were to the right side of the infield. Okay. So. so and the thing is, if it had been like a one-year thing, the shift comes and, and like, oh, my God, it's so good and everyone's doing it. The thing is, it everyone had been doing it for like two or three years and – batting averages were continuing to decline. And apparently there can be violations if the team somehow does a, a legal shift. I'm reading it right hmm. here. I wonder uh, what the what's the repercussions from this? I'm actually curious. The play has any... So let's say you put the ball in play and it has an out, a sacrifice, etc. The hitting team can decide either to accept the penalty, which would add one ball to the hitter's count, or decline it, and the play would stand. That's kind of lame. I'm I mean, not sure why they would decline it unless it was like a sacrifice fly. Yeah, like if it's a sack fly and it was illegal. Is that even how? Why? How would it be illegal though? <laughs> I don't know. The one thing I did say, uh, yeah, obviously haven't heard it yet. It hasn't been posted, but. Uh, in the first part of this episode, I talked about you'll never get to see the not, the eight man infield again. Oh, do, do you remember that? Like when there's uh, bases loaded, you got to get them at home. Yeah, like it's yeah. like bases juice, one out, ninth inning. Hey, how's that not fun? Come on now, that That's is fun. fun. That That's fun. fun. That is but, fun. But actually, you know what? You could see that again. You could totally still see that. That's still legal. Because there's nothing restricting outfielders in the current language, I believe. Yeah, they just... Oh, technically, you could still see it. But here's my thing. If the shift works so good, then you move that outfielder off the spot and you move him into the rubber spot. If if you're so sure of it, do that. Because, again, you know, you got eight people in the infield... It's fun because you might see a play at the plate, and everyone loves someone getting rocked. Come on, that, that's been illegal in the MLB since uh, who was it? Um, uh, was it Scott Cousins? Yeah, Scott Cousins fucking mowed down Buster Posey. Oh, uh, I might have to look that clip up. It's like the last great, uh, like the last big uh, collision at home plate because, like, that following off season, it was made illegal. I wish we could like uh, share the video to the viewers. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> Was that young Buster Posey? Posey didn't even make the fucking play. Posey didn't catch the goddamn ball. He was in the baseline. It's his own fucking fault. I'm going to say it. I'm going to fucking say it. 12 years later, it's Posey's fucking fault. Shouldn't have been blocking play without the ball. <laughs> I gotta pull this up. I gotta pull this up. Uh, yep. Give me a sec. Uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Scott Cousins, Buster Posey. It's like the first one. You gotta watch like 15 seconds of it, and there it is. Let me mute myself real quick. All right, I'm watching this. All right, shallow fly ball. Runner shallow. Tally. 12th inning. That's shallow. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you said Gallo, like Joey Gallo. No. I was very confused for a second. Yeah, Posey doesn't catch that ball. That didn't even look that bad. It busted uh, Buster Posey's leg in an odd year when uh, the odd year Giants were still a thing. 
because I think the Giants still won the World Series. He didn't hit him in the leg. No, it was Buster Posey not catching the ball, being in an awkward position. He was he would have been out. Oh yeah, if Buster Posey catches the ball, uh, but he never even caught it. You can see the pain in his. Oh react. yeah, I mean, a uh, broken leg does sure hurt. I've never do done it, but I could assume. There, I busted a finger once, and I could imagine if it was my whole fucking leg. Uh, I'm. Uh, that was clean, though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I mean, for that time and that ruling, yes. But no, there's no more. Uh, there's no more mowing the catcher down at home plate. <laughs> I think the the hitter, the runner, has to avoid contact like at all costs or some shit like that. Uh, what was that? Man, there was a play a couple uh, days ago. The Pirates game. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, horrible slide by Eddie Cruz. Yep. That was You've been terrible. playing baseball all your life, and you come in with that awkward-ass slide? I, I think he hesitated. He didn't know. He's like, should I just, you know, run all the way through, or should I slide? And, like, last second he slid, and, you know, guess what? He paid the price. I think he, what, ended up fracturing breaking his ankle uh yeah he's out for like four months i think four months yeah he got he had to get surgery he got surgery i think the night of damn yep i know it's that bad i'm not sure if he's a big piece to the puzzle for the pirates but the pirates uh the pirates don't have a puzzle (laughs) no they got reynolds yeah but they've got the biggest trade bait of the season bait all right, here's I, the thing. Here's the thing. I know you're not from around the Pittsburgh area. I lived there for a year. I I, I was absorbed in the Yinzer culture, all right? Uh, the Yinzers have a phrase. The owner of the Pirates' name is Bob Nutting. And the phrase goes, spend nutting, win nutting. <laughs> he is such a cheap bastard. He doesn't he, he won't spend for free agents. He sets an art he sets his own cap for his GM. It's fucking awful. Shoot, if I they really... manage success, it is absolutely despite Bob Nutting. It is not for his fucking, for anything he's done. He is a worthless prick, and I hate him. He is now, so before him, I hated the Marlins owner the most, that fucking art dealer, who was the same way, treated the team like, let's just keep costs low and I'll make money. That's all that matters. Did never put out a competitive product. Uh, actually, I will say the art dealer owner for the Marlins was worse. He signed a bunch of free agents, swindled the city of Miami into building him a new stadium on their dime, and then traded all those motherfuckers away. Well, yeah. Pirates haven't made the playoffs since 2015, so it's... Back it's when been, Kutch was good. It's been a while. I'm sure the city of Pittsburgh is looking for some baseball excitement again. No. Uh, the most yinzer attitude in the world is to be the most absolutely feral Steelers and Penguins fans and to not give a shit about the Pirates. It is the most Yinzer thing in the world. I will I will argue that till I'm blue in the face. Well, you know they're six and four right now, sitting second in NL Central. So hey that's that's gonna be short. Right? It, it might be a, a good season. Well, you know what? O'Neill Cruz is probably done for the year. Season's over. We might as well, because we're not gonna extend Brian Reynolds, ship him out for a bunch of B-level pro uh prospects who never pan out into anything. All right, you know what? Good game all around, Pirates. Well, look at the NL Central. How competitive is it going to be? The Reds normally are awful. Cardinals. Well, the, Nets, the, Net, the Reds this year are awful. They're not normally that bad as they've been the last couple years, but this year they're fucking terrible. All right, Reds, uh, Reds were knocked out after their first 60 games last year. I swear they hadn't. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you saw in the group chat, I jo- uh, made the joke the other day that uh, the Pirates made history for being the fastest team ever eliminated from the playoffs, mathematically eliminated before spring training was over. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is the third highest paid player on the Reds this year. So just put that into perspective. Uh, yeah, I, again, they're a poverty franchise for a while now, the Reds. I mean, Which they sucks got- because Great American <laughs> Ballpark is a beautiful stadium. I, I think there's some kind of correlation with shitty fucking teams. And gorgeous ballparks. That's on my PNC, have you ever been to a PNC ballpark? I have, yeah. I actually gorgeous stadium, shitty fucking team. I watched Curtis Granderson when he had his one year stint with the Dodgers hit a grand slam to win against the Pirates. That was awesome. It's always good going to see your team at the Pirates, uh at the Pirates, because like 
99 percent they're gonna win home game for the dodgers it felt like a home game the dodgers travel well i will tell you that they do some of the yankees i mean granted i've only ever seen them on the east coast but um last year we took kendall's little sister to her first baseball game ever uh yankees lost but it was a competitive game i think it was like five to four it was like the most competitive game pirates played all season how i'm like how's the orioles game yankees uh camden yards beautiful yep Another pretty shitty team in a gorgeous fucking ballpark. <laughs> and then you look at the Dodgers. We've been good for what since we've been good for at least ten years now, and we our stadium's awful. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one uh, team that bucks. The, there's two teams that no one team. Uh, Oakland Oakland A's stadium. Oh my! All right, poverty franchise, and they're terrible. I, I don't even know. Like if I. I think I would probably skip that stadium if I had to visit all the stadiums. Is it even worth going? I, I mean, mean, before it, before it closes down, at least you have that piece of history there, you know? It's going to be cheap, but I mean, is it? <laughs> it's definitely going to be cheap. You can sit anywhere for about 50 bucks. Uh, fucking uh, another great team, shitty stadium, the Rays. They've been playing in the Trop for like 30 years, and that stadium is universally hated by announcers, by their fans, by their team, by other teams. Everybody hates the trop. They can't even fill that stadium. Is there, you know, is there too I think much? Supposedly it's in like a shitty location. They got the Marlin, what the Florida teams, Marlins and the Rays. Beautiful stadium, shitty team. Again, and a beautiful city too. Stadiums yeah. never filled, never filled. Tampa, they're 10 and 0 right now. Yep. 10 and 0. Great team, uh, terrible stadium. Again, yeah, terrible stadium. I Mets, shitty franchise, usually a bad team. <laughs> Beautiful stadium. Like, don't get me started with the dome stadiums. I don't know. It's baseball, guys. Come on. Like, yeah. they, we we play in the summer, basically. And then you've got the playoffs. There, there are a few teams that I think are deserving of a dome. I will say Seattle. Uh, it, they live in what is, I believe, actually a rainforest. <laughs> it's a non-tropical rainforest. Um, Minnesota, it snows in June there. So, they yeah, give them a dome. Right. But they play outside. Oh, another shit team. Great stadium. Uh, like uh, Kansas City, Kauffman Field. Beautiful ballpark. I've, They're terrible. Yeah. I've heard great things about that ballpark. I don't understand it. What is going on with the MLB? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Yankees fan. But Yankee Stadium's not like a pretty park. It's in the Bronx. The Bronx is not that nice of an area. Have you been? I have not. I've not been there. I've been to both of them. Neither of them are all that good looking of a stadium. They're not that really great to be in, but the team's always good. So. Fenway, classic, historical. Yeah, I I give them kind of a pass, them and Wrigley, obviously. (laughs) They're historic stadiums. I'm trying to go to both of those before they inevitably crumble into pieces. Have you been to the Naps Park? Good stadium. I have not. They're on my list. I'm going to go with Blake here soon. Uh, uh, Phillies. I've been there. Stadium. Nice stadium. Usually a shit team. (laughs) Until the last couple of years. No, Phillies are going to be a good team this year. Oh, for sure. They got my boy, uh, Turner. Once they get, uh, all their injuries taken care of, they're going to be a damn good team. Yeah. Fuck. All right. I think that's enough side topic nonsense. I don't think we're getting back to the pitch clock anytime soon. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. But uh, we thank you all for listening. I hope you liked it. Follow us on all the social medias and uh, beat ups. Play us out.